Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. to the rundown it is the monday edition here on fox sports radio 1400 around the world on the iheart radio app my name is rob sanders thanks for joining me this afternoon we have several things to get into today but as always you can join the show when you choose to at 803-978-1832 978-1832 is the number to call we've got several things that we're going to get into today here on the rundown. So I thought we would take a moment and uh, possibly kind of look back at the weekend it was. Big stuff coming from the NBA, including uh, Kawhi Leonard has picked his team. If you want to sound off on that, that's some interesting stuff there. The whole, the whole way the NBA is now is completely insane. I mean, I can't think of any other way to describe it but that. So, if you want to sound off on Kawhi Leonard heading to the Clippers, we can get into that. ESPN has released their new football power index. What's interesting about this is where South Carolina is, though, and how many wins they project South Carolina to have. They have South Carolina projected as 18th overall, but just getting six wins. That's kind of interesting, too. So some cool stuff there. If well, and We'll talk about that in a little bit. And I'll give you the full rundown on the top 25. And they've got win projections for each team. So we'll get to that in a moment. But some other things we'll get into today include, um, <clears throat> I really want to get into the NBA stuff because that has gone crazy. Uh, we might talk about Team USA. Uh, Megan Rapino, I think the most hated woman in America in some parts. There are a lot of people that just don't like Megan Rapino, but she's a champion. Can't argue that. If we look at just her performance on the field, amazing. Amazing stuff. When she comes off the field, though, yeah, not so much. Not so much. Uh, one interesting power to, uh, pot top 25 came out. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll also talk about the home run derby. That's tonight. And it's like, I, I try to 
get into the home run derby, but it's never really been my thing. Because it's just not real, in my opinion. It's the most non-real thing ever, the home run derby. But we'll get into that. Also, a new coach's top 25 comes out, has, uh, has come out, excuse me. And it basically goes into the top 25 coaches in the country. Where does Dabo Sweeney end up? We'll have that for you this afternoon as well. Also, the list. The list will be coming up here shortly. Uh, we'll have that for you at 3.35. But as always, I'd like to get you involved today on the program. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. But uh, first, let's give you these this ESPN FPI. So it's like a metric system that ESPN puts together is, I guess, the absolute best way to describe it. But when you look at it, it does kind of make you go, huh. So I'll give you the top 25 as of right now. At number 25 is Southern Cal. They project the Trojans to have 6.7 wins. So I'm going to round up. If it's over the .5 on these, I'm just going to round up like we did in high, in like grade school. I think that's the easiest way to go. So Texas, so they got Southern Cal at 7 wins. Texas at 8 wins at 7.7. At 24, Iowa is at 7.9. It might as well be 8. Utah is at 8. 8.5 wins for Utah. And they have them projected to finish 22nd in the country. Or currently, they're 22nd in the country. Florida State's at 8.1. You know, when I look at Florida State, I don't think that Florida State is going to be worthwhile this season, but the reality is Florida State consistently recruits in the top 25. So they've got athletes down there. It's not like there's a shortage on guys that can actually play at Florida State. It's just a question of, can Willie Taggart get them to play? Everybody remember the talk last year with Cam Akers, the running back? The guy that came into ACC kickoff, he comes up the escalator and he's tomahawk chopping as he comes up the escalator. And everybody's talking about, oh man, this guy's a potential Heisman candidate. Uh, Gene Deckerhoff, the voice of the Seminoles, joined me on the show last year and said, hey, this guy's awesome. I mean, he's the real deal. Cam Akers is the real deal. And of course, Mr. Deckerhoff is... Look at everybody that he's uh, run through at Florida State. And, of course, he's the play-by-play voice for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Florida State projected at 8.1 wins. You know, I think a lot of people give Clemson grief over their schedule, but I don't think that any Clemson fan is going to sit here and tell you, yeah, Florida State's going to be easy, because they're not. Now, if you look at Willie Taggart, too, did he have some some bumps in the road last year? Yeah, but when you look at Willie Taggart's record overall, he doesn't have any chump teams. Last year was his worst season ever. But in theory, he doesn't have a chump team. He generally puts out a respectable football team every year. And I'm willing to bet when I go to ACC kickoff next week and I submit my projections... 
that uh, Florida State will definitely be right up there near the top. But 8.1 wins right now, according to ESPN's FBI. Also, they've got UCLA in the mix at 20, at 7.5 wins. Missouri at 8.1 wins. Let me, let me give you the deal with Missouri. Missouri, in my opinion, here's what's going to happen. Missouri will play really good football unless the, uh, the NCAA rules on their, their, uh, their probation status as far as the football season goes. Can they go to a bowl game? Can they go to the SEC championship? Yeah, then they may go down the crapper. But i tell you what, you can't not like what Missouri has done. Kelly Bryant is a hell of an athlete. Larry Roundtree, their running back, is exciting. So they've got some pieces there where they can do some stuff with the football. You know, Josh Kendall from the state newspaper put out earlier this week that he thought that people were going to have Missouri as the number three team in the East. That would make a lot of sense to me. But he's got them over, say, Kentucky, Tennessee. There's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be on South Carolina's bandwagon simply because of the schedule. But there are people that are looking at Missouri, especially with getting Kelly Bryant, and thinking that Missouri may be all right. FPI has them at 8.1 at number 19. Now, they've got South Carolina at 18, but they project the Gamecocks to get just six wins. Now, a lot of that has to do with the schedule, who they've got. I get that. But the sad thing about the Gamecocks this year is that they could have a better team but finish with a, with a much worse record. Would anybody be shocked if South Carolina dropped the five games that I think are going to be really tough for them to win? And that's, of course, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Texas A&M, and Florida. All of those teams are ranked ahead of them in the latest FPI. And I think all five of those games, I don't think the Gamecocks are going to have the horses to compete in those games as of right now. But just from that, if you've got five losses there, would anybody be shocked if South Carolina lost to Missouri and Tennessee? I mean, think about it. Last year's game with Missouri was a back-and-up-and-down-the-field game all through the the monsoon that uh, consumed that game. And then you've got, of course, um, the, the game with Tennessee, which was really close. And there are a lot of people that really like Tennessee. In fact, Tennessee, according to ESPN's FBI, is projected to get 7.6 wins. So rounded up to eight. That's what we were talking about earlier. So eight wins for Tennessee. So according to the FPI, they've got Tennessee winning that game. So interesting stuff there. Marquise watching on Facebook Live today says the Gamecocks are the Cowboys of the SEC. I'm not sure what, what he's implying with that. I may have to may have to get with uh, with Marquise during the break and figure out his logic. But if you want to call up and talk about that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. 
But of teams in the FPI, South Carolina will play number one Clemson, number two Alabama, number three Georgia, number eight Florida, number 11 Texas A&M, number 15 Tennessee. They've also got number 19 Missouri. So the Gamecocks have obviously what, according to ESPN, is a tough, tough schedule. But it's interesting, though, they have the Gamecocks at just six wins, which means that they're projecting the Gamecocks to drop one of those games. I'm thinking it's going to be either Missouri or Tennessee, or it could be Kentucky. I I think it's going to be hard for the Gamecocks to drop that game at home again, but we shall see. Marquise chimes in again with lots of talent, lots of losses. I think that's a very fair statement. The efficiencies for South Carolina, though, are interesting. The offensive numbers, they're like at 71%. Defensively, they're like at 56%. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to believe with the Gamecocks because if you if you follow a lot of what the fan base says, all oh, the defense is going to be so much better this year. How do you figure that? I mean, I'm, that's an honest question because when you step back and look at it, uh, Rashad Fenton was a guy that in, he's got uh, picked up by Kansas City, I think it is. That's part of your secondary. Bryson Allen Williams is not back. I think it's going to be tough. Tough. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Across the board. Now, it seems like T.J. Brunson, a linebacker, has kind of regressed. Maybe just a little bit. And then you've got the setup with the uh, offensive line. Got a, a, two of your best offensive line are gone, and Debo Samuel will be catching balls out in San Francisco. So it's not uh, out of the realm to think maybe that defense will be somewhat better. I guess you could say that with Zach Pickens coming in, but I'm not sure about the secondary and the linebackers. I do think that Will Muschamp has put together some interesting stuff with the defensive line. You are getting some depth there. But the more and more I look, the six wins here by ESPN kind of makes sense. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. One other thing to get into today. I noticed over the weekend... Uh, Ryan Helinski threw out a first pitch at a Seattle Mariners game, and it kind of made me think about something. If South Carolina gets to a point this season, let's say after, oh, I don't know, let's say they get blown out by Alabama, the season looks like it's taken a turn. Do you bench Jake Bentley? Why not put Helinski out there? I can definitely understand that. If you get to game eight, and you're sitting at, you got a win over North Carolina. I don't have the actual full schedule in front of me. But if you're sitting at 
two and five, two and six by the time you get to game eight. And you got four games left. And you're looking at, would you look at it from the perspective of, should I play Ryan Helinski the rest of the year? All right, he can play in four games and still not lose a year of eligibility. Would you try that? So we'll get into that this afternoon as well. You think that the Gamecocks should do that? 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. The rest of the ESPN FPI, Clemson's at 12.3 at number one. Alabama's at 11 flat at number two. Georgia is at 9.9, so right there at 10 wins for the Bulldogs. At fourth is LSU at 9.5. Michigan's at 10.5. Look, let me help you out with this. Big Ten teams are always blown up at this time of the year. But one of the worst is Michigan. Who is Who does Michigan beat that you're going to look at and you're going to be like, you know what, I think that, that this might be the turning point there for the Wolverines. It's not happening. Look, you can make the argument with Ohio State, okay? But Ohio State, let's be honest, we're still waiting on them to get a win over a team from the Palmetto State. Because they are over. But at least Ohio State has done something of validity over time. Let's say the past 10 years. Michigan, on the other hand, they've just got Jim Harbaugh sleeping on the floor of recruits at their houses. Like that would happen at my house. No, I don't think so. But trust me, bet low on Michigan. Because if they get 10 and a half. Wow, I'd be beyond shocked. Oklahoma's at 10.9. I wonder what Jalen Hurts is going to do at quarterback for them. That's something that's interesting, too. Notre Dame's at 9.5. When you look at the Irish's schedule, you, you look at that and you step back for a second and you're like, do they play this crappy of a schedule every year? Then you leaf through their schedule and, yeah, they do. No wonder they win seven, eight, nine games. It's a mess. Florida's at 8.3. Auburn's at 7.7. Look, if Gus Malzahn wins seven games this year, he's going to get fired. The SEC has two coaches, in my opinion, that are on the absolute hot seat this year. It's Gus Malzahn and Derek Mason. Both of those guys, if they don't put out some good teams this year, those two will definitely be probably doing sports radio with a guy like me next season because they won't be coaching in the SEC. Um, Ohio State's at 8.7. I don't know if they have much confidence in Coach Day there, so that's interesting too. Michigan State at 8.8. Tennessee at 7.6. Can Jeremy Pruitt get the Vols to eight wins? I like what Tennessee is doing. And the main reason that I like what they're doing is because he's addressing issues along both sides of the ball on the lines, and he's doing it with junior college transfers that can come in and immediately help that he doesn't have to develop quickly. We'll talk more about the FPI in just a moment. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Some instant feedback from the folks watching on Facebook Live. My buddy Marquise, once again, 
I should just let Marquise come in and just run the whole damn show. Marquise is on fire today. But he talks about how the best players of our state, uh, we got to do a better job of keeping some of the best players in our state here. And he's referring, of course, to Zion Williamson, John Morant, um, guys like that. And he even talks about Seventh Woods, who has made the decision to come back to the Gamecocks, but you know what? He never should have left. The, the guy went to, to, to the Hammond School. You could throw a rock from the Hammond School and probably hit the CLA. Should have never left. And I think a lot of these kids, they look at stuff, especially when it comes to basketball, and they're like, wow, I could play at North Carolina, which, let's be completely honest, if you have that opportunity to go and play at North Carolina, you're probably going to take it. And then things didn't really work out well there. And now Seventh Woods is coming back. But another interesting comment, he talks about to carry on Joyner. To carry on Joyner is, of course, was a Mr. Football here. And Marquis says he's only seen a handful of snaps. He says they aren't showing that they appreciate the talent. You know, my big thing with the carry-on joiner, and, and I've said this from the start, I haven't gotten a chance to see him play, and I don't go to practice every day. I'm not going to sit here and feed you this lie that I'm, I'm one of these assistant coaches that knows everything, because in reality, I don't. But here's what I have seen. I went to the spring game, his first spring game, and he looked like a freshman, which isn't bad because all, they all are freshmen out there. But it looked like he was a small fish in a big, huge pond. And he was trying to figure out how tough the offense was. He was trying to figure out the offense because it was probably one of the more advanced playbooks that he's seen. And that goes with any freshman. But it amazes me, though, that he hasn't gotten more of a chance to get out there and do something. Now, he said he wants to be a quarterback. I don't know if he has the capability to be the quarterback or not, but I do know, and I kind of agree with Marquise on this, maybe he should have been given an opportunity to get some more snaps. Do you think they obviously, the coaches thought that Michael Skarnecchia was a better quarterback than he was because he couldn't beat out Skarnecchia. But I do think that maybe, maybe uh, he just doesn't have the whatever it is for to be a quarterback in the SEC. And the Gamecocks right now, with who they've got with Bentley, who some people, I noticed some NFL draft expert the other day talking about Bentley has the potential to possibly move into the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft next year. I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm saying that's what the report said. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know he's not going to beat out Bentley. Uh, this kid coming in, Helinski, is considered to be one of the best quarterback prospects in the class. And then you've got the, uh, the kid Doty coming in, who is supposed to be really great as well. So maybe there's not any room for to carry on Joyner. Now, if I were to carry on Joyner, 
I would make a couple of calls. The first one that I would make is to Coastal Carolina. You're still going to be playing at a at a an, an FCS school or an FBS school. I get those two mixed up. But you're going to be playing at a at a school that has some football tradition down there, and I think he'd have an opportunity to get out there and play. Wouldn't it be interesting though if a young man like on Joiner went somewhere else and really really set it off? I don't think that's a bad implication on the coaches, but you never know who's uh, talented that's still on that roster that your son had a chance to check out. Remember, remember uh, last season, Clemson had like a bevy of quarterbacks. Hunter Johnson, of course, is going to be the starting quarterback at Northwestern this year, most likely. You know, he was sitting at, at the Clemson facility last year. Uh, before he transferred, obviously. Uh, Cooper, another player up at Clemson, played in the Syracuse game. So, at quarterback, I think a lot of guys end up sitting behind somebody and they just don't get a chance. But I do agree with uh, Marquise on that. we got to do a better job. And I'm not saying me, because I'm not the one that's out there trying to coach. I'm talking about the people that actually coach these teams Xavier Thomas was an in-state product. He's playing up at Clemson. He's projected to be a second-team All-American. So we're doing something there. But on the front of, yeah, uh, the basketball, not so much. Not so much. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Um, as we finish up the uh, FPIs, as I said, Tennessee at almost eight wins. Mississippi State at almost eight wins. Washington at nine wins, and then, of course, South Carolina followed up at 6.1. The Gamecocks have are the only team in the RPI that's projected to win at six games. Now, Southern Cal's picked to win 6.7, but remember, we round up here or down accordingly. But interesting, that's where they have the Gamecocks. So that, that kind of feeds into my theory of what I was saying earlier. They could have a better team, but finish with a subpar record. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I've got the top 25 coaches in my hand. This is from a, a um, an article that I had earlier. All of the articles that I bring up are, by the way, on the website at foxsportsradio1400.com. You can read at your leisure there. It's the daily stack of stuff. You got to check that out because it tells you uh, what, in my opinion, you should be reading today, which makes a lot of sense. You can just go by and uh, peruse through there, get you some interesting stuff, kind of feed your day there. That's always at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. I retweet that uh, throughout the afternoon at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list is an interesting list. That means that I find it interesting. I'm not sure that if you will or not. But when you step back and think about it, um, I bring up today's list because I would be in this club if I were an athlete, but I'm not. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. But we're talking about like today's list is a list that I looked at over the weekend. It's something I thought about. We don't have a lot of players that play soccer as far as Americans go because our best players our best athletes generally play basketball, football, or baseball. Soccer is almost like a sport that, all right, we've got guys that play, but let's be honest, our best athletes traditionally don't do that. Can you imagine LeBron James playing as a goaltender in, in soccer? No. He's going to play basketball. But with that, with the All-Star game coming up, I thought about the top five players that are under six feet tall in Major League Baseball. Now, work with me here. Work with me. Okay? But these are the top five players, in my opinion, that are under six feet tall that play Major League Baseball and they get the job done. Number five. Number five is Chris Davis from the Oakland A's. This guy, when he steps up to the plate, when he hits a ball, it goes a country mile. You don't see much about him because he plays on the West Coast, but he is a heck of a baseball player. If you get a chance, check out Chris Davis from the Oakland A's. Number four. Yadalir Molina from the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, my buddy, Jonathan Reed, you know, JR, who I bring in to talk baseball with me sometimes, he is a noted, noted St. Louis Cardinals apologist. He would be upset with me for having Yadalir Molina as low as number four. And the more and more I think about it, I might be kind of off with that. Yadalir Molina is listed at five foot eleven inches tall. Now, uh, I, I I dropped him a little bit because I think he's taller than that. Can't help you there. But he is a Hall of Fame catcher. He will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. But he's listed at five foot eleven inches tall. Number three. Number three. As of right now, I'm going to go with Mookie Betts for the Boston Red Sox. Five foot nine inches tall and just gets the job done all over the place. Is a heck of a player there for the Red Sox. And he may be one of the reasons that Jackie Bradley Jr. gets traded. Because they're going to pay Mookie Betts his money. They may not pay Jackie Bradley Jr. what Jackie Bradley Jr. thinks that he is worth. So, but that then again, that's with everybody in baseball. Everybody gets paid so much money. But Mookie Betts in at five foot nine inches tall, and he is right there on our list of best players under six foot tall. Number two. Number two is Ozzie Albies. Now, Ozzie Albies, I gotta admit, is on the list because I'm a Braves apologist. He's five foot eight inches tall, but he is a Great player for the Braves. A whirling dervish, I think, is the term that I heard someone say. He's all over the place. Just twirling and doing what he needs to do out there. 
but he is five foot eight inches tall. And number one. Number one's Jose Altuve for the Houston Astros. He is five foot six. And this guy, in my opinion, is probably one of the most valuable players in baseball. But Jose Altuve, five foot six inches tall for the Houston Astros, gets the job done. He is number one. As our players that are at six foot tall or under our all-star team right there, the best players under six feet tall. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. I have to make an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. The Home Run Derby's tonight. A couple of little facts about the Home Run Derby. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. is hitting in it for the Atlanta Braves. Every Atlanta Brave that has been in the Home Run Derby has dropped out in the first round. So... Being the Atlanta Braves apologist that I am, it's kind of hard for me to watch because history's not exactly on the side of Ronald Acuna Jr. He's listed as a six to one favorite or six to one underdog. That's what the odds are currently. I'm sorry, he's at ten to one. Uh, Westgate also has Josh Bell at seven to two, Pete Alonso at four to one, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at nine to two. Carlos Santana at seven to one, Matt Chapman at eight to one, and Alex Bregman at eight to one. Now, Yelich is not going to play because of his back issues, but here's the thing that's going to get Ronald Acuna Jr. the The All Star game is in Pittsburgh tonight. He's got his first round matchup is with Bell from the uh, from the Pirates. I want to make a bold prediction here: if Ronald Acuna Jr wins his first-round matchup against Bell from the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, he will win the entire freaking home run derby. He'll win the whole thing. He'll hurt everybody's feelings. He'll be the first Atlanta Brave to win it. And, yeah, that's just my opinion. But I have to be completely honest. It's hard for me to get into the home run derby. Why? Because it's fake. Especially last year really, really made me angry. Because you got Bryce Harper out there with his dad throwing him pitches. Now, I know some people look at that and they're like, wait a minute, that's that's just sweet. He's out there hitting balls, home runs off of his dad. It's not sweet. It's not sweet at all. I mean, if you're selling that to the average baseball purist, they're not gonna buy that. That's for the housewives. That they could be like, Oh, wow, look at him. Him and his dad have a wonderful relationship. I can relate. Hold me. That's that's what they're they're trying to, to, to pass on there. True home run hitters to me, maybe I'm just old school in my thinking, but Babe Ruth would have, like, what, four beers, four hot dogs, go up and hit two homers, and that's it. But that's kind of what I want. So in addition to rooting for Ronald Acuna Jr. tonight, it's kind of hard to root against Josh Bell because, I mean, he, he can he can definitely smack some balls all over the place. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. out there. Tell me he won't hit a ball to the moon if he can possibly do it. Acuna Jr. is the smallest player in the field, 180 pounds, but he's hit 12 of his 21 homers to the opposite side of the field. So maybe this is the night 
for Ronald Acuna Jr.? I don't know, but maybe. Looking forward to catching the all, the uh, home run derby tonight. I got to be completely honest with you though. Once Acuna's out, I may watch Cheers. Yes, we all remember Cheers. I'll pull that up on Netflix and watch that because I just can't get into it. Or I might watch some of the NBA Summer League. Why? Because then I can laugh at the people on Twitter that are already starting to mock some of the players that are in the NBA Summer League. Yeah, we'll tell you about that when we get back. They're already talking about some of the players that are there. Zion Williamson's not playing anymore. He tweaked something. I wonder if that's going to be a sign of things to come. We don't know. But as far as performance in the Summer League, they're already starting to talk about some players. We'll tell you about that. And a couple of other little things here in the rundown this afternoon. We are on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, you can listen to us around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My Twitter handle is at Rob Sounds Good. The daily stack of stuff up on the blog page, foxsportsradio1400.com. More of the rundown in just a moment. Yep, the gangster's coming back today. My buddy, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk, will be in studio today. He took a week off, and now when he comes back, he's going to be shouting out loud to the port city. As Lawton and Clemson Sports Talk will be uh, in Charleston now. So Lawton will give you some updates on that throughout the afternoon as well. And Lawton's always got good stuff. The Swanee Awards are coming up. I hopes that I will uh, get my second ever Swanee, which of course is for best lead-in show. Uh, yeah, I should win, hopefully. We'll see how, the, how that works out for me this afternoon. As uh, I don't know when Lawton's doing the Swannies, but we'll have to get with him on that. He will be joining me next week for ACC kickoff. We will have ACC coaches on our show. We'll have some players. We'll have different folks from that are up there from around the ACC world, including uh, last year I had Don Munson on the show. Uh, Gene Deckerhoff, the voice of Florida State, joined me on the show. Several other players, all kinds of cool stuff on the ACC kickoff, which will be next week, next Wednesday and Thursday. We take this show on the road, myself, Lawton Swan, doing our thing up in uh, Charlotte next week. All right, final segment of the show today. Uh, Charlotte next week. All right, final segment of the show today. couple quick things. You know, we had so much going on over the weekend with the NBA, with the Clippers getting Kawhi Leonard. What? Craziness on their part, getting him and Paul George. Now there's a headline that was funny today, and it says, The Thunder are reportedly now open to a Russell Westbrook trade. Yes, they're open They're open for that now because that's all that they have. He's the best player that they've got. Now in their mind, I can understand where there's people that are thinking, Well, he had Paul George, couldn't win. He had James Harden. He had Kevin Durant here, and he couldn't win. 
Do you really think that's all Russell Westbrook's fault? People call Russell Westbrook a ball hog. I don't see that. I just see a guy that would cut off his own toe to win a game. He is 30 years old, though. I don't know where he's going to go, but look for him to go somewhere else before the season starts. Now, there are going to be people that are like, well, he'll fit in good for the Lakers. Well, that's that's not going to work because he has this massive contract. And the Lakers are talking about running LeBron James as their point guard. So, there, that's not going to happen. I don't think he's going to end up with the Lakers. But, a team that does have the room for him, Rob's favorite team, the Phoenix Suns. Go get Russell Westbrook now. What's wrong with you, Phoenix? Get it done. All right, now, I mentioned earlier about the Summer League. The Summer League for the NBA is really cool because you get your first look at a lot of different new players coming into the NBA. But I also think that it's a spot where some people get kind of over uh, oversaturated, meaning that they look at these young guys and they expect them to be like ready for the NBA Finals. Last year was Trey Young. He was dreadful in the NBA Summer League. He went on to average about 20 points a game, played really well, looking good for the Atlanta Hawks. This year, though, the big buzz is on R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett, the number three overall pick in the draft, he's a combined 7 for 33 from the field, 10 turnovers and 2 assists in 2 games, playing 69 combined minutes. That's not really good, but guess what? None of these games count towards the New York Knicks' wins or losses for next season. Just so you know, I mean, I know people are looking like, oh, man, this is going to be great. R.J. Barrett's going to be awesome. He's not playing well in Summer League, and that's fine. But remember, the Summer League doesn't count. It's just something to do, something to get an evaluation on some players. 803-978-1832. is the number to call. Uh, saving for tomorrow. The top 25 coaches, where's Dabo Sweeney? Where is Will Muschamp? Is he on the list? We'll have that tomorrow. Also tomorrow, we'll recap the home run derby because everybody and their brother is going to watch the home run derby tonight because there's nothing else on TV that's sports related. This is one of those nights where I might go back into the DVR and find like what, the 1990 Braves game in the World Series against the Minnesota Twins where Jack Morris pitched like 10 innings, John Smoltz pitched 9 innings, the Braves lose a heartbreaker. Yeah, I might go back and catch that game tonight. Be disappointed coming in here tomorrow. That's, that's, how, that's how bad the TV sports schedule is this week. We are going to start our previews of South Carolina and Clemson opponents. Generally... I try to find someone that covers South, all of South Carolina's opponents, all of Clemson's opponents, and we uh, interview them and, uh, and get the perspective on all of these players, that uh, all of these teams that the Gamecocks and Tigers are going to play. So coming up here in the next, you know, as we get closer to ACC kickoff, we'll have some of those, but uh, we'll definitely get uh, some folks from Texas A&M, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Wake Forest, 
NC State, Florida State for Clemson. For South Carolina, the same way. We'll get uh, some perspective on the uh, on the Gamecocks opponents as well. I really want to talk about what, what's going on with Florida. Seems like more people are transferring from Florida than anything. Florida, my friends, seems like it's a mess. So we'll definitely get into that, get you some ideas on who the Gamecocks and Tigers are playing. As of right now, South Carolina's schedule, according to the FPI, they've got Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, that would be three opponents. Florida is four. Texas A&M is five. Tennessee is six. Missouri is seven. Seven opponents for South Carolina of their 12 games. Clemson has Florida State. South Carolina would be two. Uh, number three would be Texas A&M. And four, I don't see Syracuse on the list here, so just three right now for Clemson. So seven opponents to three opponents as far as the FPI goes, as far as opponents coming up for South Carolina and Clemson. But we'll definitely work on that this week and get some folks in to talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, games for South Carolina and Clemson. The Mazodcast, I'll have those guys on. They'll tell us everything we need to know about Missouri. Check out their podcast, by the way. That is some funny stuff. At Mazodcast on Twitter. Check check them out. There's some good stuff there. All right, my blog page is up. It's at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. You can check out the list of uh, stuff for today. Tells you what you should be reading as you get set for football season. Remember, Clemson Sports Talk is next. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown tomorrow here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.